And thank you for joining us on this wonderful, blessed Thursday. Hope you're having a blessed day today and will have and continue to have a blessed day in the Lord. Moses, Jesus, and the last days. That's the series we're in right now. And we're finding out what the last days are all about. What were these last days, this last period of time, the end of an age? What age are we talking about? What age are we referring to when we talk about the end of the age? Is it the end of the world or is it absolutely something else that Jesus and the apostles were talking about when they spoke these words? And so we're in Matthew chapter 24 right now and we're going to see how Jesus explained what the last days and the end of the age would look like. He said, this generation is not going to pass. This one is not going to pass until every one of these things that I've told you will be fulfilled. The end will come. It's going to be over with. Another passage of scripture is what we just looked at in Hebrews 1 and 2, where it says that God had spoken to us now in and through his son in these last days. Now, here's the thing. Hebrews and all of the, what I, I personally take the position with many scholars, and there are some that differ, but I take the position that every single one of the New Testament letters was written prior to 68 A.D. Some say, no, 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 Revelation was still in the 90s, but I, I don't fall in that camp. I believe everything that was written was written before 68 A.D. Hebrews as well. And the writer of Hebrews is telling us, look, God has spoken to us in his son in these right now last days. He saw himself, the writer, living in the last days. Something was coming to an end. And the whole purpose of that letter to those Jewish believers was, look guys, sacrifices are over with. Priesthood is over with. Temple is over over with all the things that these things were given to us for had a purpose they were shadows pointing to a reality of someone that was coming to do something for his creation and that would be the saving of it and the delivering of it and he was letting them know all of these things that we have been used to as Jews are on their way out. They're over. It's the last days. The last days for that Mosaic covenant. He even got more explicit with them and absolutely just came very, very specific. If you go a few chapters over from there in Hebrews chapter 8 and notice what he says. He leaves no, no doubt to the mind when you read this what he's trying to say when he writes this letter to them. He says in verse 10 of Hebrews chapter 8, he says, For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my laws into their minds and upon their hearts. I will write them. I will be their God. They shall be my people. Literally, I'll be in them. They'll be in me. They shall not teach everyone his fellow citizen and everyone his brother saying, Know the Lord, for all will know me, they will understand, they will become acquainted, people will become knowledgeable of me from the least to the greatest of them, for I will be merciful to their iniquities and their sins I will remember no more. 
And then he says this. And when he said a new covenant, he has made the first one obsolete. The old, it's old. It's fulfilled its purpose. It's done with. You don't put an old patch on new clothes, as Jesus said. He says, and whatever is becoming obsolete. That means when he used that term becoming, he was saying whatever is becoming obsolete. In the language there, it says there is a progression to this. Something is progressively, has been big in the past, but now it's progressively growing less and less and less in significance. It's fading out. And something else now is replacing it that's going to continue to get bigger and bigger and bigger in its effect and its scope. One is fading out. It's become obsolete. And it says, and literally he says, it's ready to disappear, to vanish. He's already, he's, he's, he is tying into the words of Jesus. The system that we've been used to, it has a purpose. And it's not, from the standpoint of what it was given for, and we'll talk about that uh, in two Sundays, why, why the law? Because Paul answers that question. Why did God give the law? Because the law is contained inside the Torah. The law is only contained from about Exodus chapter uh, 15, 16, and that area up there, or 20, all the way through the first latter portions of the book of, Le- of, the book of Leviticus and the early portions of Numbers. That's the law. The Torah is the first five books, but the law itself is included in the Torah. And Paul asks, well, why then did God give the law? What's its purpose? If God has said there is a purpose for it, what is its purpose? And we'll find out what it is. It's certainly not something that you and I are called to live by. Not that the moral aspects of it have done away with, because yeah, because they're repeated in the New Testament. Doesn't mean that Hey, adultery is cool now. You can do that. No. You can go out and kill. No. It's not that at all. But Jesus said all the law summed up in what one word? Love. God and your neighbor as yourself. Love. And he says, this is my commandment that I give to you now. Love one another as I've loved you. That's one commandment. That's how you're to live. Everything else hangs on that commandment. As you follow him. The writer here says this first system, everything that it's consisted of is fading out. It's going away in the last days. It's disappearing. He even goes on to say in the next chapter, in chapter 9, verse 26, talking about the sacrifice of Jesus. He talked about the, he's talking about the priesthood, particularly in chapter 9. He says, otherwise he, Jesus, would have needed to suffer often since the foundation of the world. But now, once at the consummation of the ages. What? The consummation of the ages? Yeah. Interesting. Again, language is very important. The idea of consummation there means conjunction. Two things are connecting here. There is a conjunction that's taking place, a joining together of days. Something is fading out and something new is beginning now. In the consummation of the ages, he says he's been manifested to put away sin by the sacrifice of himself. Notice what the writer says. The sacrifice of Jesus 
is equated with the consummation of the ages. Not the end of the world. The consummation of something. Something is fading out. Something new is coming in. This was a big deal to Peter as well. Look over, if you will, a few books there to the right. 1 Peter chapter 1. Peter says in chapter 1, verse 20, talking about the, the sacrifice of the lamb, unblemished and spotless. In verse 19, he says, And he, Jesus, was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but has appeared in these what times? The last times. Again, he's equating the appearance of Jesus with the last times. But he's not talking about the end of the world. His understanding was this appearing of Jesus has something to do with the consummation of time and ages of a period of time. He's appeared in these last times for the sake of you. And then he goes over again in chapter 4 of that same letter and verse 7. And then he makes this crazy statement, which would not make sense if we looked at the end the way we most of the time do today. Verse 7, he says, the end of all things is at hand. At hand means it's immediate. It's right here upon us. Not 2,000 years from now. Something is ending. Something's over with. Something new is coming in. Something is ending and something new is coming in. Something new has come. Something new has been brought in. The new covenant that's been established through the Messiah the Lord Jesus Christ. What a powerful, powerful truth this is. Again, it impacts how you and I live every single day, getting an understanding of what the last days are really all about, not living in fear in our current day, anticipating things that really are sometimes more the fanciful creations of religious men's imaginations rather than what Scripture actually has to say. Well, we'll continue talking about the last days in this series, Moses, Jesus, and the last days, Lord willing, when we get back together tomorrow. May the joy of the Lord be your strength today.